This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Reality radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. You see how we, we fit the name real into the name of the show because it's like real reality radio stuff. This is real life radio. This is real life conversation about a really important topic that doesn't get the discussion that it really deserves. There are a lot of shows out there that talk about money. There's a, there's a couple of TV networks, several that purport to talk about money, magazines and newspapers that claim to talk about money, but the place you're going to get the straight scoop, there are a couple of others, but not many, is right here. Every Saturday. And it's a converse, yeah, it's a conversation, right? I mean, we're here. Well, no, we're pretty, we're pretty preachy. We're pretty preachy. Well, yeah, okay, but we'll give you a little bit of that, but if you call right now. Right now. If you call later, you're in trouble. Yeah, because it doesn't work, but no, we'll, we'll answer your questions, and yes, there's some so a few amen still to come. So I'll hold out for that. Great. The preacher's back. 855-935-TALK. That's our phone number. 855-935-8255. And uh, I, we know it's a nice day in Seattle. We know that. Look, I, I just looked out Tom's window. Really? It's, oh. not, it's not raining? It uh, uh, There isn't a raindrop within 500 miles right Un- now, my friend. Unbelievable. Maybe a thousand. So call us anyway. You're stuck in traffic somewhere. 855-935-TALK. 855-935-8255. So what are we going to talk about today to get things rolling? Well, well, you, you mentioned, you know, the nice weather, that green comes from that nice okay, weather. Okay, if this, if this is your attempt at a segue. <laughs> it's pretty bad, it's but I'm It's pretty darn anyway. weak. He's trying to get from the weather to environmental issues, climate change, social responsibility, corporate governance. In other words, ESG. If you didn't know what ESG stood for, you hear people talking about ESG investing, environmental social governance. And And what does that all mean? I don't know. Environmental, social. It means whatever somebody wants it to mean. Ah, That's a good point. That is because your ESG may be completely different than their ESG, right? My ESG is like uh, drugs, alcohol, gambling. I'm the, the, no, you've been out there because you've had electric cars. I, I have had an electric car, and I will get you don't another. Live, yeah, you don't. You don't. You're not burning up a lot of carbon. You're not. You're. You're. You're, you're doing. Are some you good kidding? Things, right. I never go yeah. anywhere. How can I, I burn carbon? I mean, I I commute from like twelve feet away. To my office here. It's not a now. There it's, are two hours or so during the week where you contribute to the heating of the environment. However, I will. You say mean that. the hot air doing the podcast? Yeah, that. Is that what you meant? The podcast and the show that yeah, adds to the, yeah, mm-hmm. the issue. Thanks a lot. Uh, but no, there was an article today, and we love Jason Zweig. We almost always talk about his article, and again, it's another nice one. Nice job, Jason. This article, though. Uh, 
caught what something caught my attention. It's not just about the social investing part of it or the environmental. It's really about the lengths financial corporations will go to to squeeze more money out of you or to trick you into buying bad old funds in a new wrapper. Yeah, one out of six of the ESG funds is an old fund that they decided to, oh, well, just... Well, it we'll stinks. Clean it up a little it bit, stinks as in its regular, in its, in its normal thing. Yeah, yeah. But try that. Uh, it, it's been very popular. The ESG sort of movement. One quarter of all the new money across ETFs and mutual funds have gone in to, as you correctly point out, environmental, social, and governments. But the question to you, you, the audience, is: Are these important investments? Because you don't call us much about them. Not much. Well, no, I, as much. much. I I went back through some old podcasts, just looking at at what I wrote about. You know what the topics were. Um, I couldn't find. Now, this is not scientific by any means, but we yeah. are listened to by tens of thousands of people every week. That we know. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, these people tend to be very middle class to upper middle class investors. Not your ultra rich, not your very young. You are, you guys are a little older, you, like us. And we don't, we don't see a clamoring for ESG on the show. Nor, do, by the way, do we see it in our private management, see it much. A little bit, a few requests here and there, and some we're managing that way, but it's not huge the way this is suggesting, one out of four dollars. Yeah, and, and the other trick, we're going to talk about it after the break, this business about the fee structures. 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are talking real money. Want a free copy of my book, Financial Physics? Well, go download it right now at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. And you are really invited to join us here at 855-935-TALK. 855-935-8255. So easy. So easy. Just call and ask you questions. Talking a little bit about these ESG funds, environmental social governance funds. And one of the things that the article pointed out, not as clearly as I think I would have liked, is the fact and that... And not till much later in the article, till, by the way. Is, I is seen that it earlier. this ESG moniker, designation, uh, doesn't mean that a fund is necessarily doing much of anything different. They, there may be some tiny little tweaks where they overweight a little bit. But there is one big difference in a lot of them, and that's the fees. Yeah, it's the average exchange-traded ESG ETF. Yes, can I say that? Uh, 0.34, which he points out is what a, greater than what an order by magnitude, right? I mean, uh, 10 oh, times greater. Ten, I mean, almost 10 times lot. greater because the it's average ETF expensive. is like three tenths of one, three one hundredths yeah. of one percent. Three one hundredths. Yeah. So it, this is really, uh, he, he's a lot like you. He's a little cynical. He thinks this is a way for them to sort of keep making more money than they would be in their, you know, their, their, their more vanilla index funds, which by the way, even those, and we could talk about this later if we have a chance, um, Dimensional funds, for example, because I've had, I've studied this quite a bit. They have a very rigorous governance program for the companies of which they are a large shareholder in. I'll put it that way. So it's yeah. not, these aren't black and white. So anyway, but what's curious. really curious though is dimensional doesn't have their ETFs out yet, but they have a socially responsible or an ESG, an environmental social government governance fund, a sustainability fund, their core one. 
uh, sustainable and its annual expenses, good for you, dimensional, are lower than the average for the, the, the ETFs that do this. It's 0.2% for a dimensional mutual fund, which should be more expensive. If they were trying to gouge people, they would, they would do the same thing that these ETFs are doing. It's, yeah, they've been ahead of the game in terms of lowering fees over the last 20 years as well. It so is. You're correct. Yeah, just, you know, I, I don't know be what to careful. make of You got to be careful because you and may not be getting gotta it. You got to read the fine print. You really do because one man's, what, how do you put, one man's, one investor's paragon is another's pariah. I mean, I thought that was well put. So. Ooh, yeah, I like that line. 855-935-TALK. Call us anytime. 855-935-8255. And Greg, thanks for hanging on. Welcome to the show. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, Glad to do it. I'm working on getting my arms around what has become a bit of a hodgepodge portfolio over the years, and I'm I'm taking your advice and moving to index funds. And I would like to focus about five percent of the portfolio on an aggressive growth stock, uh, domestic stock fund, and about five percent on an aggressive growth international fund. And I'm just mm-hmm. wondering if you can recommend some index funds that would help me. Well, tackle. the way to go, it, it, the way to go aggressive, we believe, based on history, based on academic research, is to go small cap value, small company. Going back, and we'll give you the numbers again because we just looked this up. Going back to 1926, U.S. small cap values made about 12 and a half percent versus larger companies you know like the s&p 500 that are more growth oriented have made 10 so you do two and a half more percent per year it adds up very very quickly so a vanguard has a very fine u.s small cap value fund um they do not have international small cap value i don't believe well that's what i'm checking to see uh, I know they have. And by the way, so if that's if that's ten percent of the portfolio, I got to ask, where's the other ninety percent going? Well, I'm going to shoot towards forty percent overall bonds, uh, about twenty percent okay. large cap international, five percent small cap inter- or mid cap international, twenty uh, percent large cap domestic, and about ten percent small and mid cap domestic. Isn't yeah, that so interesting? we would be waiting it the other way around. By the way, if we're, we were managing that money, go ahead, Don. Um, uh, the uh, the best bet for your for your international small cap value is the Avantis small cap value oh, ETF. Good point. Do you have the ticker? Uh, XNAS. X as okay. in X ray. Uh huh. N as in Nancy. Yeah. XNAS. A as in Alpha. Alpha. And S, S is in Sierra. Sierra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. Yeah. And th- that's a relatively new fund, but uh, the, the philosophy behind it has been around for a long time. These are people that left the aforementioned dimensional funds and set these exchange traded funds. Oh, wait. Hold on. That was the wrong up. one. For some reason, they have the symbols. Morningstar actually has the symbol for the dimensional and Avantis mixed up. Um, that's really interesting. Uh, it is, uh, the internet, the, uh, Avantis is A-V-A-N-X. But that's their, f- wait a minute. Is a that is a- in alpha. That, that's, that sounds uh, like a fun. use that one. That is a, that with five on there anyway. So. Okay. All right, we're close. You got me confused. I'm totally confused. I mean, let me look A-V- it up. at. A- I'm going to look it up at Avantis because Morningstar seems to have weird, num- weird, uh, things here. Uh, yeah. But good for you for cleaning up your portfolio. Good for you to move to index 
uh, funds or exchange traded funds at lower costs. And good for you for really being scientific about the uh, the portfolio. By the way, if you want to spend more time on this, at, at our website, we give three funds. But if you go to Paul Merriman's website, I think he has a 10 fund uh, exchange traded fund portfolio there. If you go to if you click on paulmerriman.com. And you international click on, uh, there we go. Finally, that was their institutional fund. Their institutional small cap value ETF is AVDV. That's that's U.S. or that's that's international United. small cap value. A as in alpha, V as in Victor, <laughs> yeah. D as in delta, and V as in Victor. A and then they also v, have v, v. what looks like it should be a very good Don't small give me more tickers small cap value ETF, which is AVUV, which I think we are using. Yeah, in our AVUV. Yeah. Okay. Does that help, Greg? That help, Greg. Thank you guys. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Thanks sure. so much Thank for you. calling. 855-935-8255, 855-935-TALK. Tale of the tickers. Yeah, it's just so many little letter combinations, but generally the ETFs have three or four letters. Um, They can have two, two, three, or four. Generally, yeah. Uh, the funds have five, so we have to yeah. you know, de- delineate between them. By the way, this, is, this raises an interesting point. If you're trying to put together a do-it-yourself portfolio, yeah, we've done three funds. You know, one U.S., one international, one bond fund to make it simple for you, mm-hmm. right? Now, we would expect that a more sophisticated portfolio with more exposure, if you will, to small and to value both U.S. and international, will make you more over time. It's more work. Mm-hmm. You've got to well. I, I mean, look at in-house. Uh, we we are always looking at better ways to build the yeah. better portfolios that we build for our clients. And what we're 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 on the brink of uh, working on some new ETF stuff that has what ten funds? I think it's eleven. Eleven funds. Uh, but yeah. but again, wow. for an individual investor, it would be that'll very make hard you to crazy. It will. Yeah, that's the thing. So I'm just, I'm trying to get back to what Greg was asking about. If you want to just go simple and simple will probably be fine over the long haul. Fine enough. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, should you make more by doing the other way? Yeah. It's more work, et cetera, et cetera. Well, but, but when you, when you have a million dollar portfolio and you can increase your return by half a percent. Now we're talking deal. real money. When you have a, a mm-hmm. $10,000 portfolio, that half a percent increase is, you know, a few cups of coffee. Um, Good point. It's all about perspective. That's why we say you can start when you're younger with the simpler, and as your portfolio gets bigger, you may want it more complicated. Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Yes, it is a beautiful day in the Seattle area, and... Uh, and we have lines open at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. All our lines are open, so please give us a call. I'm just sitting here waiting. <laughs> hey, Seattle, come on, I know you're out there. <laughs> hey, look, I realize it's a, it's a sunny day, but on all those rainy days, I was there for you. 
I just, I, That's you know, a great line. my, my wife and I have been re rewatching because there's mm. Frasier's coming back. I know. Yeah, they're, there's a they're reincarnating Frasier, and so my wife and I were watching old Frasier's on on I think it was on Paramount Plus. Yeah. And uh, I saw that, and I went, "Oh, I gotta, I gotta use that when it's sunny in We've Seattle." We've been there for you on those rainy days. <laughs> I gotta use All that. those rainy days. <laughs> and so, so call. It's a good day to call, by the way, if yeah. you have a question, because you'll get in more quickly Eightful. and earlier the better, too. It's so funny, too. I, 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 my wife does not like the shows I like. She just doesn't. So, I have to watch my shows all by myself. Just like on my iPad. Is it, we, a little violin to go here for yeah, you or something? Or, okay. But it okay. uh, turns out my daughter loves Grey's Anatomy. So she's got us watching That's... that, which I just want to, I want to slap the writers like every episode. I go, what, who, what, who writes this? This is a case where they didn't jump the shark. The shark actually ate the writer. Well, and the, the other guy came in and wrote. The musical operating room number yeah that was a shark jumper that was wow you told me that story anyway that's... um it seems like my television viewing now is like all seattle all the time that's all yeah, like those like, are good seattle shots shows. of the space needle uh mount rainier what's the next one uh the bluest skies you've ever oh my my daughter's now watching she's watching the engine 19 or the, which is a spinoff from one. it's a spinoff mm. it's a spinoff you know, so, but it, you know, what, what, what is interesting is that the, the Frasers really hold up well. I was surprised. And the studio, if you ever look at the studio in Frasier, this is just a little interesting aside. For years, I was at the Walt Disney Studios at Walt Disney World. Yes, you were. If you look at the Walt, that studio in Frasier, it looks exactly like the studio in, uh, at Disney World because it was designed by the same company. And then you left because it was a Mickey Mouse operation, so good for yeah, you. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, wait, um, I forgot who's next. John, is that right? John, yeah. yes. John, John hey, welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey, how are you? I'm good. We're good. We're so glad you came in from the sun. Man, it's not I good to be so out in that sun. So glad What's I was up? able to talk to you guys today. I have a, I have a couple questions. You know, I, I do some investing in some individual stocks and mutual funds. Yeah. But, you know, some friends of mine, they're doing this cryptocurrency thing. One of them bought Dog E, and I was doing all this research about oh, it. Oh, wait. They went, bought, oh, they, that's our new favorite. No, do, do, it's not called Dog E. It's called Doge, no. which is Doge. the name which oh. is the name of the guy who started it, Shiba, Shiba Inu. It's, it's named after a Italy, dog. Oh, yeah. So no, it's not the explain Doge. This to me. Explain this to me how this this cryptocurrency works because usually with stocks or companies they provide a service or they produce a product or ah. but where's the value where's the value i don't see the value but he he you know he likes to gamble so he invested like twenty thousand and he made like a hundred thousand in a week yeah because you know I mean? people are stupid john it's because people are stupid well let me just tell you the story of dogecoin Dogecoin is a joke. It was actually started as a joke. It is not even a serious cryptocurrency. Some guy said, well, Bitcoin's hot. I'm going to make a cryptocurrency named after my dog. And he did. And it's good nowhere. It's accepted nowhere. You can't spend your Dogecoins anywhere. Uh, they, they, the only value they have is what some other idiot is willing to pay for them. It is definitely. A part of the uh, a perfect example of the greater fool theory. 
And let, just to finish that again, what you said is absolutely correct. That is stocks, stocks are you own part of a company. Bonds, you have an IOU that's paying you a certain amount of interest. All those other things, including gold, by the way, are purely a speculation because as Don just pointed out, it's only a matter of what the next person says it's worth. Other than that, there's no, there's nothing there that's going to make it grow. It is the greater fool. And I just don't want to be the greatest fool. You know, the last one in the pool when all the water's been splashed out by everybody jumping in prior to me. It is a, uh, it is a conundrum and eventually they'll be replaced by real currencies. Set your course for a great future with a free copy of our 60-page Better Retirement Guidebook at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Call us at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. I'm Don, that's Tom. This is Talking Real Money. And we, yesterday, tried something a little different. I tried something a little different. We're, we're getting a lot of questions from you, and most of them are typed in. People like typing in questions for some reason. You know, it's like the whole phone somebody. Nobody wants to talk on the phone. They just want to text or email, and it's so much easier to talk on the phone. But, hey, if it's what you like to do, it's what you like to do. And generally speaking, I read those questions, and then we answer them, so we're still stuck with the same two voices, mine and Tom's. So I went to a website that actually sells what they call voiceovers, uh, voiced by a number of different people that they've computerized and they've computerized their voices. Well, it, it, it's not like we have to worry yet about being usurped by these guys or gals. Well, it's getting closer, but, but we're getting older anyway. So, so what, what we're going to do, we're going to, we're going to try this out for a little while to have different mm. voices in the right, in, I cannot possibly know what the, questioner's voice sounds like when they type their question maybe they should put that on there i yeah, have a slightly no. high voice i have a southern well, accent I, I i just do by gender and the vast oh. majority of our questions come from men yeah so we have a lot men of, are such smart investors well, no right? they just i think we i think we skew male in our demo. uh so uh, here's here's a. Uh, since we don't have any phone questions, we have a yes. we have a typed in question that was sent in to talkingrealmoney.com. And then Tom Tom Don, that's me, went in and did a little phonetic adjusting to try to clean up some of the stuff that was hard to understand the way the computer did it. Here you go. Hi there. I'm a huge fan of the show and excited to have a question for you. I've been steadily moving my equities from mutual funds to their equivalent ETFs, for example, VTWAX to VT for the slightly lower expenses and better tax treatment. I recently realized that the same is available for bond ETFs. An example is BND to replicate the Vanguard Total Bond Market Index, BBTLX for Tom's benefit. Is there any drawback to bond ETFs? Thanks for your knowledge and willingness to share it. P.S. Is that Tom in the background of a picture, refereeing a soccer game at Cal Anderson Park, in the Pacific Northwest Magazine in last Sunday's Seattle Times? Was wow, that, that's. Were you, I, were I you in the Seattle Times? At, I, I don't know. I do read the Seattle Times, but I often don't look at the. Did you uh, Did you referee in Cal I've Anderson been, Park recently? Not in a long time. Not the anyway, there's a picture. Years, they thought it was you. So, anyway, how would they know? You're on the radio. Good-looking it young ain't. man that's running up. Yeah. The <laughs> they were looking. They were. Was, they were scouring the picture. Is there like a really Who's old? old guy? Is there an old referee in it? Could be Tom. 
Uh, funny. All right. So uh, that's very creative, by the way. So you get a, a gold star for that, I guess. Uh, in I, terms of the actual more where question, that came from. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. In terms of the actual question. No, there's no disadvantage. That's it makes more sense. It's going to be cheaper mm-hmm. than I mean, using the exchange traded fund version. And uh, yeah, I, I would go ahead and do that. See, there you go. That's a short answer. But, but I mean, it's, I, it's, know, a, it's an honest say. answer. ETFs. Uh, let me give you a little little background. There was a time when we were reticent to nervous. suggest. We were nervous about ETFs because we tend to want to err on the side of caution. We will always try to err on the side of caution. We will not go out and do crazy things like suggest you buy Bitcoin or Ethereum or Dogecoin, which is a joke, folks. Um, not if it took your 20,000 and turned it into a hundred is no joke. Because you know, that's no laughing matter, as we like to say. That's, uh, you know, people, real money. people went, used to go to their bookie or their numbers yeah. guy in the neighborhood and turn 20 bucks into a hundred sometimes. It, it happens, but it's not because you're a skilled investor. You just got lucky. Um, but, uh, ETFs, we were really, really, really reluctant initially to, to tell you they're great, but, as they have built a long history now, they are a great alternative to mutual funds. We still like mutual funds, indexed funds, not actively managed. We don't like actively managed ETFs either. But when you are getting a good index product and you can actually get it for less, which is, as we mentioned with the uh, the uh, the ESG funds, it's not always the case that the ETF version is cheaper. If the ETF version is cheaper, then sure. Yeah, it's tax advantaged and it's cheaper. The same lessons hold. I mean, you still want to use an index product. You still want to have low cost. There's tax advantages for using exchange traded funds in taxable sort of post-tax accounts that make total sense there. Right. 855-935-TALK. That's our phone number. Give us a call on this beautiful day in Seattle or a really nice day. If you're listening to the podcast, I'm sure we'll be back. Tom and Don are talking real money. A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Hi, welcome back. I'm Don. Tom's over there. This is Talking Real Money, the radio show soon to become a podcast. Well, it's always a podcast, but this this episode will become a podcast on Monday. This will be Monday's podcast. For those Looking of you forward don't to know. it. So you can hear it again. A rerun. 855-935-TALK. It'll have fewer commercials. That, I promise. Uh, indeed. Yeah. Uh, okay, we should go to the phones, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kathy, you're up next. We were there for you. Welcome to Talking about, yeah. Real Money. Hi, Kathy. Huh. Hi. Hi. Um, my question is, uh, what would you recommend for a inv- long-term investment for uh, our grandkids? They range in age from 4 to 12, and we kind of want to put the money there and, and have it grow uh, reasonably and kind of forget about it and maybe add to it occasionally. About how much money? Forty. We're starting with forty. Forty thousand. Forty thousand dollars Per kid? No. Oh, per no, kid? No, no. Oh, spread among them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was some... going to send mine over there. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you want to adopt? 
Uh, <laughs> uh, and what's do you want this money to be spent just for them to go buy a car sometime, or do you get want married or a house, or, or is this for school or education? That's what this yeah, money is for no education. Uh, we've got that. Ah, here. Well. all right. Well, here's the here's the trick though. You probably oh gosh, it, there there. Let me give you two choices for how it can be done. One, you can put it in your name with a payable on death, or you can transfer it later to their names. Or two, you can put it in a uniform gift to minors account, well, which no, no, they will take power. This is, what? She, this is not for education? or This is, is for not education? for education. It is not. Ah, okay, it's that's not. maybe... Not okay. for education. So got really, it. you got okay. the two choices of keeping it in your own name and just mentally earmarking it for the kids with a POD so that they don't get control when you don't want them to. And I think she's asking what kind of investment to put it in. Yeah, but you gotta right. also come up with the where it's gonna be part. Yeah, no, okay, that, that's part one. Then part two would be how to invest that money. And this um, is found money for these kids. Yeah, but I mean, if this is, if this is money that the 12 year old may use in six or seven years, that's gonna be far different than the four year old who might not use it for 14 or 15. Yeah, but again, it's not that's for education. So it's going to be for no. the twelve-year-old. It 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 could be well. They can get it when they're at the age of majority. Which are you? You're in Washington, right? Yes. Which is eighteen or twenty-one? Eighteen. Eighteen. Eighteen here. Yeah, eighteen here. Uh, you know what? I would probably then in that case just use something very simple like a target date fund of some kind. Yeah. Maybe know. the twenty. This is twenty twenty one. I mean, like the twenty forty target date fund. So you still have a lot of stock exposure. You can go to Vanguard and get it very, very inexpensive, and then you don't have to worry about managing it at all. It's there. It's they're taking care of the management of that fund, and you extremely inexpensive and very well diversified. Okay, would Pretty you recommend advice. we put that in their names or in our names? With ah, the, uh, see, that's where it really becomes that. That is not a a, a question to which there's an easy answer because the here's the the choices they if you put it in a uniform gift to minors account they take control of the money at 18 years old and can do whatever they want with it no matter what you want you have no say in other words i like the alternative frankly so the other the alternative is to put it in your name with a payable on death or a transfer on death so that if something happens mm -hmm. to you, it does go directly to them without any issues. But you then decide when they get the money. So you can watch those accounts and go, okay, you're getting married, you're buying a house. Here is $40,000 for a down payment or 10000 or twenty or whatever it's grown to. Okay. So I could do that with the uh, target date fund, put it in our yes, name. And yeah. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Because there's a good yep. chance if, they, if it's payable to them on our death, uh, I don't think they're going to be that old when, when we die. I'd be worried our mid seventies. So yeah, the other thing, young. The other thing you could do if you have a trust or a, a, a decent estate plan is go, go in through your go, have your attorney then earmark these funds for the grandkids, but you keep control of them, keep them in your estate until you're passing. You can even set up a trust, a successor trust that would manage those funds uh, for a period of time after, after yeah. you're gone. So it's going to require, probably going to require an attorney. It's enough money and you're going to add to it that it would probably be wise to consult with an attorney anyway. 
I would assume you have an estate plan, so I would talk to that person. Thank you so much for the call. I appreciate it. 855-935-TALK is our number, 855-935-8255. And Tom, you're up. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Thanks, guys. Hey, I got just an easy question for you. I'm gonna, I've got $100,000 in cash that I'm going to be using for a remodel on a house we're moving into, but I'm not going to need the money for 18 months. And I'm wondering, is there anything I can do with that money for 18 months? Or should I just stick it in the bank? Yes. <laughs> well, no, you can do it for 18 months. You can do it. You could do the, but I would use the Vanguard right. short-term yes. investment grade bond fund. That is V as in Victor, F okay. as in Foxtrot, S as in Sierra, T as in Tango, X as in X-Ray. VFSTX. It's a one bond fund. It holds hundreds of securities. It's probably still what the yield. Don's looking up the yield. It's probably still, I don't know, what, two or something? No, I, don't think, some I don't think it's that high. Might, uh, I think we looked last time. It was like 2.1. Hold on. Give me the symbol. So, give me and the there's symbol. some volatility. VFSTX. Oh, VFSTX. So there's some volatility there because it, it is a bond fund that uh, the, the value of those securities goes up and down. I've used it for 30 years on the advice of my friend and colleague, Paul Merriman. And it has been spectacular just to make a little more than just having it in the bank, you know, just then sitting around making what's the average rate. I mean, there 0.2 or something. Yeah, so a little bit, a little bit of nothing. I, I, again, I'm, I'm, I can agree with that, but with the, with the caveat that you need to be prepared for the possibility that in 18 months, you could have less money than yeah, you put in. That's true. Mm hmm. Yeah. So it's if not, you, what, did abs- you look up the yield, uh, it's right at two, or it's been two yeah, last no, last yeah, twelve months. Right. But it's next one. It's next distribution will be a little lower. Um, sure. But uh, if, if you want no risk whatsoever, then about six tenths of a percent return on an eighteen month CD is about the best you can do. Or what about high yield savings? I mean, you can go to bankrate.com about the same. and see whatever is it there. Okay. So that makes, still makes you a little bit more, but you can go there at bankrate.com and look at those rates. Again, though, they, they, they call to see please, what the best is. Tom, think about this carefully. Yeah. It is possible in 18 months, you would have less money. It is with the, with the bond fund, with the bond fund. Yeah, right. I, I, I'm not arguing that. There's, I just, I, it, it hasn't happened to me. I'll put it that way. But well, it did but happen in I, 2000. I'm in a short term bond fund right now. Forget the, the year, but yeah, it did. But happen. in the past six months, my, the value of my short term bond fund has gone down and not dramatically, but it's gone down enough that it's, I'm, I'm below what I'm making. So I have a negative right. net return. Yeah. Um, and okay. I want you to be aware of that. There's an, there's, so there's just a little risk associated with it. That's why you're making two. Whereas if you go, as I say, to the high yield savings count, you're making three tenths of 1% or whatever it is today. But again, the reality is there could be a loss. As a matter of fact, I would put the odds of a loss in the short term slightly greater than the loss of a total gain personally. But I, you know, I don't know what the future brings. But he may not need the whole hundred thousand in eighteen. Maybe. I mean, there's all kinds of. I don't know. I'd be banking it. it so. I'd be banking it probably. All right, I'd I'll probably. go with the bond fund, Donald, and call us in eighteen months. We'll see how it turned out. Tom and Don are talking real money.
Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. And it looks like the best rates on uh, about 18-month CDs are in that 0.65 to 7.7% range. But then in 18 months, you know, it'll all be there plus the the $2.45 worth of interest or whatever it is. Congratulations. Get your money back and the $2. Yeah, you know, we talked a little earlier about ETFs and how there are some tax advantages to them. And one of the things we want to help you do is understand the tax part of investing. Yeah, we don't want you to overdo it, but we don't want you to underdo it. So we have a class coming up on uh, the 29th of April at noon Pacific time where we're going to be talking about the reasons to pay attention to taxes, how you best do it, Roth IRAs, all those kind of things that you should be paying attention to, the basics of doing it correctly. You can sign up right now at TalkingRealMoney.com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now? 